Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I start this little mini series on Wednesday about confidence. You know, Lord really spoke this to me. God wants our confidence. I'm going to give you some scriptures and we're going to get into this thing. God wants our confidence to first be in Him and then let that become our strength. He wants, just write that down. God wants our confidence to first be in Him and then let that become our strength. Amen? See, God doesn't want you to just get confident in you because you can't really get confident in you until you get confident in Him. Because self confidence is one thing. I want to have God confidence. Does that make sense? So God said, first get confident in me. And then you'll get confident in you. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of flips the switch. Like I'm going to get my confidence in God. And then once I get my confidence in God, I know God in me, we could do anything. Amen? Because we could do exceedingly and abundantly above all. Amen? So we got to get confidence. And confidence, I'm going to give you some definitions about this, really comes down to trust. Amen? And we're going to go for the next 45 minutes or so. I'm going to teach this to you, okay? Confidence is this. It's trust or relying. God, we can get confident in ourselves. Does that make sense? These battles ain't yours. Get confident in God's ability, and then I can get confident in my ability because I'm in him. Does that kind of make sense? You know what I mean? It kind of goes, well, I don't got to get confident in me. I don't have to have self-confidence. I'm going to be strong and courageous, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, but I got to get confident in God. If I get confident in God, man, God be for me. Who could be against me? You know what I'm saying? So that's the good news. So God kind of wants us to know this. I want your confidence first to be in him, and then after that, let our, that'll become our strength. And once you got strength, you're going to have joy. And then you're going to have all that stuff. You'll be bold. That's all in here. Right? Can I just check this out? That's in there too. Trusting or reliance and assurance of mind or a firm belief in the integrity, stability, or basically, uh, 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 basically, let me read it like this, okay? Um, it is integrity, stability, okay, of another. I'm confident in what? The integrity, stability in another. So I'm saying in God. I'm being confident. That's what that's what it means. I'm being what? Go say trusting, reliance, assurance of mind, a firm belief, a firm belief in the integrity, stability, and basically the faithfulness of another. Or in the truth, reality, or of a fact. It's better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in man. Amen? Amen. That's Psalm 118. You can't put your confidence in man. They let you down. You know that one scripture says this an unfaithful man. It's worse to put hope in an unfaithful man. It's like having an aching tooth or a foot out of joint. <laughs> That's what I said in Proverbs. You know what I'm saying? You can't count on you can't count on unfaithful people. Amen. So we're gonna trust. We're gonna trust the Lord. Okay. Now y'all know where I'm gonna go with this. I got more for this for you. But I like I like if you could find this. I gave you this scripture. This scripture bounced up in my spirit again. That Proverbs 18:14 and the Amplified Plus and in the Message. I want to tell you why I'm talking about this, okay? That's a strong man's spiritual sustain him in bodily pain or trouble. But I'm going to give it to you, 1814. I want you to see it. Pop it up in the Amplified, and then I'll read my definition. This is why I'm talking to you about confidence. Confidence is going to be in your spirit first, okay? And then it's going to give you strength to run on. So here's what happens. You put confidence in God, see it? And then God is going to give you the ability to be strong in the earth. But if your confidence isn't in God, we're going to have a problem because we're going to get tripped up. Because when we go to put confidence and see, here's the thing. you got to be strong in spirit, okay? 
the Amplified Plus translation that I have, it's just a little bit, they call it the AMPC Plus. I don't know if you got it, but it doesn't make a difference. Same thing, it's just the Amplified abridged a little bit more. The spirit of man sustains him in sickness, but that's not what it says here. It says in bodily pain. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? Okay? That's the AMPC plus. I love that translation. It's more clear to me. Does that make sense? Did you get that? Okay. Now I'm going to read it to you again. And I want you to get it. The strong spirit of a man sustains him. Okay. In bodily pain or trouble. So let me tell you what's the matter. If you're strong in spirit, you're going to be all right. When your spirit starts getting weak, we're going to have problems. Because that's what keeps you on track, strong spirit. That's why Sunday, you know, Sunday, I, it was, man, it was something in this place, wasn't it? That's why I don't think Wednesday ain't going to be no different. God to come in here and invade the place. But I was teaching you protocol. See, pro, you don't talk like, people got to talk like this in church. See, when I was in here, I was like, don't move around a lot. Once I did that, and once I told God he can do what he wants to do, he pancaked the place. Because here's what you got to get. Three things that happen when you come into any given, wisdom is the right, wisdom is the ability to, right, to rightly discern any given moment. That's wisdom. Wisdom is, the, is, is, is the, the way to rightly discern any given moment. That's wisdom. So when you step into an atmosphere, you have to understand the posture and protocol. Everywhere you go, there's, there's words. There's protocol. You have to understand protocol and relationship. Does it make sense? Once you understand protocol and relationship, you understand your posture. Does that make sense? Say like some some environments I go in, I I I I'll, I'll teach. Other environments I learn. So I got to know I'm going to posture myself, otherwise I miss it. Does it make sense? So when you come in this atmosphere, God, God, He wants He wants us to posture ourselves right. See, you, you want to know, if you really think, if you go back and listen to what I was saying, man, that wasn't easy. Because I said heaven doesn't qualify you to the earth qualifies you. If you go back and listen to what I said before God really showed up, that was rough. I didn't even want to say it. I, I was out, Jerry. I was gone. I was far. And I was like, man, this is going to cause a problem because you could see everybody's kind of going, this guy's out here with me, man. What do you mean, heaven? That's why every other day they hear from God, but they don't hear God. They hear themselves. Funny how God always gives them what they want, but what they want isn't really what God ever told them they can have. So you got to get posture right and protocol and procedure. But everybody's like, oh, you're trying to control. I ain't trying to control nothing. That's how God works. See, I don't have to know people. Pastor Liz asked me that all the time. How do you know? I said, watch this will happen. She goes, how do you know that? I said, because I know God. I don't need to know people. Adam and Eve will tell you everything you need to know about a man and a woman. Let's go look at it. It's easy. It's okay. Decisions are your decisions are your are your opportunity. And that wasn't hard. Does that make sense? What I was just saying was this: posture yourself with God and follow. So when he came in, he's like, "Whoa!" Then I told when I was there, I was like, "What?" I was like, "I ain't preaching this sermon. If he don't give me the green light to go, I'll go the other way because I don't want to miss him." Because if you miss him, then he doesn't do what he wants to do. So you can't offend the spirit of God. People do think God's like, you know, oh, he's so apt to come into your moment. He'll come into your at moment if your atmosphere is correct. If you're, even though he wants to, if the atmosphere is incorrect, he won't come. The Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and praise. 
And, man, you got to set an atmosphere for God. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, man, it's true. So set an atmosphere for him and his presence will start coming. He'll come thicker. But what do I say? That's a church that's hungry for God's presence. Now, here's the thing. You might be in here and say, I want God, but everybody in my row don't. He'll touch you. But to get a corporate presence of God, we all got to be in the unity and one accord. Say, God, come on in and do what you want to do. That's what happens. And he showed up, bam, pancake in the place. What's that mean? His weight, his glory. Yeah, it comes in. You know why it comes in? For you. And you don't think you take that home with you? Oh, you take it home with you, man. You know, you take it home. You go home, you be like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. What's up, man? I'm home. You ever go, you ever go around barbecue? I said, it's the worst analogy in the world, but you ever go You ever go to a barbecue and then go home and you smell like smoke? Man, like, dang, I smell like barbecue. It gets in you. You know what I'm saying? It gets in you. That presence of God will get in you. That's the, the charisma. That rubbed-in presence of God, you'll get it in you, man. It gets in you. You know what I mean? And don't, that's what I'm saying. You go home with it, you go home, people look at you like, what's up with you, man? You know what I'm saying? It's all right. Now, that's why we set an atmosphere for God to come because we want God. That's why he shows up. How you can set it at your house? You worship him. Oh, Brother Norville always be like, you worship him. You worship him. I'm like, what do you mean, Brother Norville? He's like, you worship him. You worship him. I'm like, what do you mean you worship him? He's like, worship him. Go home and just start worshiping God. I don't care you sound like a tin can. God don't care. If he wants you to sound like an angel, sing like an angel, whatever, he would have given you an angel's voice. See what I'm saying? Just worship him. And then when his presence comes, get real sensitive. Just be like, what do you want to do, God? See what I'm saying? You guys are doing it. You guys are really getting this. Look what it says here in Proverbs 18, 14. Okay, did you get that? You doing it? You got it? It says, so a strong man's spirit. Now, look at my definition. Just write down 18, 14. You can find my version in there. It's in there. A strong man's spirit, a strong man's spirit shall sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit, who can bear it? A strong, everybody say, a strong spirit will sustain me through trouble. How do you think you made it? You made it because you got strong in spirit. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? So now how do I build a strong spirit? You got to get confidence in God. You understand that? You get confident in God by getting close to God. Because I'll tell you right now, this is easy to do for a month. Now you got to do it for a lifetime. You know what I'm saying? It's cute when the goosebumps are still here. You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do when you don't feel nothing no more? You know what I'm saying? Message Bible says a healthy spirit conquers adversity, but what can you do when your spirit is crushed? Look at you. Can you pull that up in the message? Let them see it. You're doing good. Just put it up there. It's 1814, same one. You want to write it down? Message, right? MSG. That's what I do. No MSG, right? Is that stuff you eat at the restaurant? Is that what it is? Is that the stuff that make you sleepy? Is that what they say? Is that what it is? MSG, is that what that is? You go to a Chinese buffet, you get two months MSG, whatever that you go to sleep. Is that right? I don't know. I thought of it. Is that the stuff? Yeah, right? Mono sodium glutamate, right? Yeah, that's it. Ain't that it? You guys all look at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. I say, yeah. Can't talk in church. Some of you are on that right now. That's why you're falling asleep in here. Praise be to God. Don't eat that stuff. You eat that? Gives you a headache. I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> a healthy spirit conquers. You guys laughing? We got to have fun. Come on. It's Wednesday night. My, a healthy, see what that says? A healthy spirit conquers adversity, but what can you do when your spirit's crushed? You ain't got no fight when your spirit's crushed. So you got to build a strong spirit. How do I build a strong spirit? Keep that thing in the things of God. Got to train it. 
Now, let's look at Proverbs chapter 3, okay, because you know where I'm going with this. Now, everybody say confidence is trust. Three and one, Proverbs 3 and 1, and we're going to read all the way to verse 7, okay? And then we're going to look and see, because confidence is trust, and we're going to go to some of those scriptures. Uh, I got, you know, and and big thing is this, you know, we'll look at some New Testament stuff that will help you. And it says, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Your heart's your spirit, okay? So you got to keep the commandments of the Lord. You ever been like this? How many of you been like this? Well, I, you know, well, you know, my heart, my heart, my heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Revelation says, I know you by your works. Don't just tell me about your heart, what your works say. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Book of Revelation, he said, yeah, I know your, I know, yeah, your mouth's one thing, but I know where your action's taking you. So don't just say it's just what I, well, you, God knows my heart. Yeah, God also knows your works. So you got to love God in all areas. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, everything. You got to give God everything. See, see, let me explain something to you. Being a living sacrifice means you don't have you don't have rights or opinions no more. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was saying Sunday, like, man, I was like, man, if you make church an option, church will become one. If it ain't no option, there ain't no there ain't no there ain't no chance to be. You know what I'm saying? You don't get up tomorrow morning and go, maybe I'm going to work. You do that a couple times, you ain't got a job no more. Let's just be straight. Ain't no, I, I got to get up, man. You tired, got four hours sleep, you go anyway. Come on, tell the truth. The preacher always gets pegged for the guy. Well, you want somebody here. I don't care if none of you show up. I love you, want you here. I preach to the hungry. But this is the difference. I was in, I told you that story. I wouldn't miss any time. Miss Sunday, no, no way. I'm up far, I got to miss. Something might happen. I miss it. That's what always used to bother me. I'd be, what if that was my week? Somebody say one word from God. I've been waiting 20 years to get a word from God, and that week I missed it, and this joker went and had a humdinger, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm at the beach. I get a tan on Tuesday. I don't need none of that mess. Look, I'm being serious, man. That's not guilt or condemnation or conviction. Please understand me. I'm just trying to tell you, the house of the Lord, where do you think God's going to meet you? He's going to meet you in the altar. You know what I'm saying? You get the word of the Lord. God will speak to you. God will speak to you one word, change your life forever. You been in a meeting like that? I was in a balcony at Raymond one time. God told me something. I, I ever share you that story with you? My God in heaven, man. The hair on my neck stood up. I thought it was the devil. I said, my God, I felt like God blanketed me. I, Jeff, I'm telling you, listen to this. It's the most pow- one of the most powerful things God ever spoke to me in my life. I was in Bible school, and I'm shot out. I mean, I'm running hard, but I'm not messed up. I'm not doing anything wrong. But I was like, dude, I don't even know if I want to be here anymore. I'm in the balcony. Ready, I'm like ready to go home. I was sitting in righteousness with Doug Jones, and God told me, you ain't doing me no good. You should go home. I was being a baby, Mike. I was sitting there. I was like, I don't, I don't like this class. I don't like this place. Write notes. Like, he don't know. Shut up. So mad. I was mad, man. You ever get like that? You probably get like this with me sometimes. Like, this joker wear me out. Tell me great. No, you go through. That was a little emphatic with that never over there. All right, come on. Right? And I said, you know, I'm like over here, you know what I'm saying? Because Doug's teaching faith and righteousness, and I'm over here. I'm like, this place stinks. I want to go home. I'm like being here as a business guy. God come bother me, all the stuff, taking notes. I was like, I don't like it. God's like, why don't you go home? You ain't doing me no good. Put the pen down. I said, well, I better figure out whether I'm staying or going. Came all the way out here. Because, you, you know, you could be willing but not obedient. 
You could be obedient and not willing. I was obedient, but I wasn't willing. You see what I'm saying? Did you get what I said? I was obedient, I went, but I wasn't willing when I got there. I was like, I want to go home. So I'm going through the ringer, Reuben. I'm like, I'm in the balcony, Raymond, on a Sunday night. I never forget those. You better listen to this. This is powerful. I feel like, man, I'm getting beat up, Holly. I'm, at, I'm shot out. I ain't doing nothing wrong. I'm not like, I'm living holy, I'm doing it right. And the Spirit of God, I just felt so wacky. Because, you know, you go through this in the beginning. Some of you probably go through this stuff. You know, like, you just feel guilty or you feel shot out or you feel like you're a mess or you feel like you failed. You know what I mean? You feel like you just failed and you didn't do nothing wrong. You know, you look back like, I should have been here by now. I, I was beating the tar out of myself, man. The devil was like a banjo in my head just playing the chords, man. And I'm over there, and I said, man, I felt guilty, and I felt like, I felt like ashamed. And it, well, I didn't do nothing wrong. I wasn't, like, living wrong. I was like, I don't know what the heck was going on. I was just whacked out. I was just whacked out. I'm in the balcony, man, and I just felt like, man, I don't even know if I'm, I don't know what's going on. I know I'm saved. That's all I know. I'm in a jacked up smart, and the Spirit of God spoke these words to me. He said, son, because I was feeling guilty and ashamed, I didn't do nothing wrong. It's weird. But, you know, you get those things, it's part of demonic activity, whatever. Listen to this, man. He said, son, when I see your guilt and your shame, when I go to cover my eyes, I see you through the holes that are in my hands, and there is no blame. I said, what in the heaven was that? Holly, and the hair on my neck stood up. I got freaked out, bro. I was like, I thought Jesus was in back of me. He was. Man, it was audible. It was outside of my body. I heard it. I said, what did, what was that? He said, he said, when I see your guilt and shame, when I go to cover my eyes, I see you through the holes in my hands, and there is no blame. I said, my God in heaven, that was the Lord in the balcony on a Sunday night. I don't know who was preaching. I don't know what the guy said in his sermon. I could care less. God met me in his house. I was smart enough to know he's a better preacher than me. You see what I'm saying? God will speak one word to you. This is his house. This ain't my house. You know what I'm saying? You could be here in the back corner, and God will say one word to you. I went to go see Brother Norval. You want to know what's crazy? I went to go see Brother Norval at Gateway when it was back over there because I knew I was going to Rama. I went to Lakeland, Florida, to Reggie Scarborough's. I sat in Pastor Reggie Scarborough's church, and I, I wound up becoming friends with Junior. I sat in the, in the front. I went in the front, and Brother Hagen, I went to a meeting, and God said, you go to Bible school like I told you. I'm telling you, this is what happened. I'm in Lakeland, Florida. Praying in tongues. I'm on the altar. Everybody praying in tongues. Hope filled praying in tongues. God said, you go to Bible school like I told you. I came back. It was Friday morning. I left. came back. Brother Norval was at Gateway for Pastor John in the back over there in, that, in the Hilton Center up there in the corner. You don't know. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. He had the church. Norval Hayes is here. I said, well, might as well double dip. I went in the morning to go see Brother Hagen. I'll go see Brother Norval at night. Brother Norval come over there. He said, he pointed his finger. He didn't know what he was saying. You know that? God told you to do something. He said, God told you to do something. God told you to do something. He pointed over there. I'm over here. I said, that's, I'm the guy. These guys, you know what I'm saying? In an atmosphere where God's presence is. Confirming what needs to be confirmed. You meet that in the house of the Lord. What happens if you ain't there? You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to freak you out, but, man, I'll tell you what, you better be in there. You know what I'm saying? 
I didn't say all that to freak nobody out. Please don't get scared, but you know what I'm saying. Man, God will speak one word to you, change your life. How many one words did God speak to you in the church? The Proverbs 3, my son, forget not my law. Let thine heart keep my commandments. Look at verse 2. You know what I'm saying? That's why you guys are doing good. You get the house of the Lord, man. You get the word of the Lord. God will put something in your ear, change your life forever. For length of days and long life and peace shall I add unto thee. Look at verse 3. Let mercy and truth, what? Let, mer let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck and write them upon the table of thine heart. Look at this next one. So thou shalt find favor in good understanding in the sight of God and man. Uh, here we go. Four. Trust in the Lord. Five. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not until thine understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. See it right there? What in verse 4 and 5? Five and six, I'm sorry. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Lean not into your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. The word trust in the Lord, it echoes the command, the verb, meaning this, complemented lean. Trusting in God is conscious dependence on God, much like leaning on a tree for support. You can lean on him, man. The idea is reinforced here by the command to acknowledge him, which means observe him, get to know him in the process of living. In doing so, a person finds time and time again that God smooths out the path. That's so important. Look at this. Faithfulness is a key. Watch this. Proverbs 25, 19. Go there. And that scripture I gave you. You seen this? So what am I doing? I got to trust in the Lord. Now what's trust mean? You got to keep casting your care on him. You know what I'm saying? Now watch this. If you ain't careful, you'll start trusting in yourself. Don't start trusting in yourself because once you start trusting in yourself, you're going to get in trouble. Self-confidence before God-confidence is going to make a problem. God-confidence then self-confidence in God is another thing. That's victory. Look what it says. Confidence, this is what I was in scripture. Don't you love this? Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth in a foot out of joint. Ain't that good? Ain't that good? You get that one? Did you, did you pull that in your spirit? Did you get that? Yeah, you can't walk on no broken foot. Amen? So what's that mean? Faithfulness is a key to trusting. Faithfulness is a key. But I mean, no, you, you wouldn't trust an unfaithful man. Come on. Why? Because why? It don't work right. It's like having a jacked up tooth and a busted foot. You, you see what I'm saying? Now, I'm not just talking about the human. You got to put your trust in God. I know you are. Guys, listen to me. I know, I'm smart enough to know you here on a Wednesday, you put your trust in God. But how I many you know we need to hear it again? We need to hear it again. Because sometimes I get like, where's that money coming from? Don't you? Where's that doctor report? Don't you? Where's that kid going to live right? Don't you? You got to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. I don't know how all this stuff's going to work out, but I know God will work it out. Amen? Because look at this. You got to get an understanding of this. Trusting's very important. Look what Job said. Job said this in Job 13, 15. Job put confidence in God even when he didn't know what was going on in his life. Job 13, 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. But what? I will maintain my own ways before him. 
Now get that now. Watch what Job said. He said, though he slay me, we understand God wasn't putting him through the ringer, but when you're going through the ringer, you don't know what's going on. You just got to hang on. Look what he said here. I will maintain my own ways before him. What's that mean? I ain't going to change being what I'm supposed to be just because it don't look like it's working. Because let me tell you something. Baby Christians, they become finicky with this thing. They get finicky. God, you don't do this? I'm going to go live like that. You know, you better cut it out. They become finicky. You understand what I mean by that? They get like, well, if God does this, I'll do that. How many know even when God don't look like it's good, you still got to stay good? You know, what I'm, you understand what I mean? He said, don't he slay me yet what? Well, I trust him. I'm going to give him praise anyway. I'm going to praise him even when I don't know what's going on in my life. How many have been through some hard seasons? Come on. You've been through some hard seasons, right? Ain't, yeah. Ain't, it ain't easy to praise God when you're walking through the middle of the valley. Come on. Everybody, oh, I'm on the mountaintop. It's easy to praise him on the mountaintop. Can you praise him in the valley? He's the same God on the mountaintop in the valley. But can you praise him anyway? And here's the best thing. I looked at Can you maintain your way even when it don't look like you're in the right way? You got to keep your praise right. I'll praise you anyway. And if Job figured it out, praise be God, we can. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Look at this. You ready for this? Look at this. Look at look at this. Look at Psalms. Can I give you a couple? Psalm 37, 3, 4, and 5. Then I'm going to give you a couple more of these, all right? Yeah, all right? We got to trust the Lord. This is just a little thing. Confidence in God. Trust in the Lord and do good. So thou shalt dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Trust in the Lord and do good. Keep your actions right. But trust in the Lord. Look at this. So everybody say, trust in the Lord. Look at verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desire of thine heart. You like that scripture? Delight thyself in the Lord. Now listen, you want to know what? Now you got to dial this back because I looked this up. You're going to like this part, right? Delight, one of the things about delight, and you look about it, it means to almost be flexible and bendable. I like that. Because I always, corporation stuff, you know what I teach? Number one rule of organization, all you business people pay attention. This is how your organization runs right. Number one rule of business is everybody has to be flexible. An organization that is not flexible is going to have trouble. I'm telling you, man, you could go CEOs, get those guys, round table dudes, make money. Just say, bro, this organization has to be flexible. You teach the flexible, but you know what it is? That's the delight of the Lord. That's that word delight, what it means. It means to be flexible with God. You know, that, that really is a powerful thing. I've never, I never seen this before until today. Delight thyself also in the Lord. One of the words for delight thyself means this, to be flexible, bendable, or basically pliable. Okay? I got the word flexible. It, it was a little bit different. I didn't write it all down because I didn't feel like giving you all that definition, but it was in there. And what I got out of it when I read it, when I looked at the Hebrew meaning, I was like, you know what I kind of like about that? I think that's flexible. And it is. Delight in the Lord is flexible and go with God. What you going to do when you become flexible? God, how's it looking today? I don't care. I'm bending with it. You know what I'm saying? Jesus got a way to walk on the storms. Walk on top of them. Just get flexible. You know what I'm saying? How easy would my life be if I got a little flexible? Why ain't this working out? Blah, 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 blah. No, get flexible. Flexible. You know what I mean by that? Hey, we just roll. Yeah, don't be stiff, man. Roll with it. Don't get stiff. 
know what I'm saying? Don't get stiff. Like, hey, man, if it's going this, today's going good, then praise God anyway. If today's not going too high, I'm going to praise God anyway. Get flexible. You see what I'm saying? You ain't stuck. I thought today was going to be better. Man, I'm flexible. I don't care how it goes. I'm going to praise God anyway. Flex, I'm bending. You know what I mean? You know, you go to work tomorrow, man. Place is a madhouse. Everybody's all, what does everybody get? Oh, man, chill, man. We're bending with this thing. You know, you ever watch a palm tree in the middle of these storms? 200 mile an hour winds. That joker just bend. He ain't breaking. That joker just bend. Got his roots in the ground. Just roll back. Get flexible, man. See what I'm saying? Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desire of your heart. Did you get that? I want, well, look, he said, if you trust in me, I'll give you the desires. But if you don't trust in God, you ain't going to get the desires of your heart. And desires of your heart got to line up with the word of God, and you'll get, you'll get weird if you're not. Look at the next one, five. They'll be your desires and not God's. Commit thy way in the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Commit thy way in the Lord and trust him, and he'll bring it to pass. See it? You see it? What do you mean commit? What's that mean, commit? See, some of you do like this. Here you go, God, you take this. And then you go, okay, God, you take care of it. But God, let me touch it again. You sure you got this, God? God, I know you, you created the heaven and earth, but this is a big thing to me. You know what I'm saying? You're so worried about all this little stuff, man. You don't think the God that put the stars in the sky can figure out your little problem? The Joker put the span in the sea in the palm of his hand. I don't mean to be rude. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like irreverent. But the dude put the palm of the hand out and put the word of the world in the palm of his hand. He holding the ocean and all the water in the hand. He put his feet. The Bible said heaven is his home and earth is his footstool. He put his feet on top of the earth like an ottoman. You know what an ottoman is? Lazy boy, when you kick back and you go up, that little thing in front of there, you got another ottoman, you got the little thing, you put your feet on it. He said, I got my feet up on the world. The thing you live in, he uses as a footrest. Okay, you don't like that? How about this? He got the sand to the sea numbered. You jokers better go to the beach and put a palm in your hand. I'll give you a billion dollars if you can read, put two hands and count it. you would be here 90 years trying to count this. you would be dead. But come on, man. He ain't lying. You're like, but God, can you do it for me? Man, what's wrong with us? Is there something wrong with us? You know what I mean? Something wrong with us. Trust in the Lord. Commit thy way to him. Give him everything you got. Give it to him. Why not? You know what I'm saying? He's for you. See, here's the thing. Watch this. You want to know what happens with this? Watch this. Watch this. Here's a big one. Ready? I'm going to give you a couple of New Testament ones. You ready for these? Because these are important, right? Go to 1 John 5.14. Go to 1 John 5.14. You guys are doing great. I'm trusting. Everybody say, I'm trusting in the Lord. Amen? You know what I'm saying? This guy's got the span of the sea in the palm of his hand, man. We worry about if he's going to fix my problem. I need 50 bucks. I'm like, come on, stop. Sometimes I want to slap myself. How about you? You know what I'm saying? Like, he got, man, he got the sea. He got the hair on your head numbered even if you ain't got a lot. I got some up here. I can feel them. They're up there. He got it figured out. Come on. He got all that figured out. All this right here, he got figured out. I'm going to mess with your curls, but that's, come on now. Come on now. You tell me he can't figure out how, how's my kid going to get saved? Hey, what you worried about? 
Trust him. Commit your way. Give him everything. Look at this. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. See that? And we know that if we ask, and this is about prayer, right? And if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petition we desire of him. Now, go back to 14. But why wouldn't God answer your prayers? If we pray in scriptural, it's a done deal. We don't have confidence in him. Why don't we have confidence in him? How do I know? We should. This is the confidence that we have in him. What's that? That if he hears me, I know he'll give me what I want. We got confidence in him. We got to trust him, guys. You guys are, but when I pray, Pastor, I don't see nothing. That's where faith works. I'm telling you now, if you become a person of the unseen, boy, you get good at this. Did you get that? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Not seen. Yeah, you got to pull it in. If it ain't no scene, what are you going to do? Well, I'm looking to see something. You're in the wrong environment. That ain't faith. That's hope. Let me tell you something right here now. If you pay attention to what I'm telling you right here, you'll change your life. If it's going to happen, you didn't even get to faith yet. You're still hoping. If it's going to happen, church taught people wrong for decades. If you're still hoping, you didn't get to faith yet. Now, faith is. On Sunday, I'm going I'm to I'm drop this nugget. Pray I can get it out. I will. I, I'm telling you what, you're reaching in the eternal and reaching into the eternal with the hand of faith and pulling into a temporal environment. But you see, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope brings faith into alignment, but faith releases hope to turn it into the invisible proof of what it is you believe. Faith takes it and pulls it from another dimension into this dimension we live in. But watch this. Faith is now. So if it's going to happen, you didn't get the faith yet. Well, I prayed when I prayed, I you know, I prayed to get healed, but I'm coming at no 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 no. You prayed to get healed, you're already healed. Before the foundation of the world, he was the lamb that was slain. It's already done. When you reach into faith and say, I believed I received and pull it in the now, you got it. You ain't gotta see it, you ain't gotta feel it. If you seeing it and feeling it and touching it and tasting it and smelling it, you're in senses and faith stopped working. You see it? You see it? That's hard. That ain't hard. That's just training your head. That's how faith works. This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his what? Well, what do you got on your lap? Last will and testament. That's what he bequeathed you as an inheritance package. Did you get that? Did you understand that? That's your rights. Legal documentation that it's rightfully yours. If you got the word, and here's the thing. Don't pray no prayers that ain't scriptural. Just pray scriptural prayers. That way you're guaranteed to know God hears you. Everybody say this. I got to pray 
scriptural prayers. That's it. That's it. Once you got that, you know God hears you. That's the question of man. Once I know he hears me, I know he got it. You see it? Just stay scriptural. Say, how long is it going to take? Who cares? Well, you got to know how long it's going to take for Watch this. Once you go to time, you stepped out of faith. Because time has nothing to do with faith. Because faith is now. So if you letting time dictate to you what's going on, you didn't even get the faith neither. This should have happened by now. No, no, no. You're still living in the scene realm. I got it. Well, where is it? It's in a dimension that you cannot see right now. But I got the title deed. Come on, somebody. I got the title. I got the paperwork. And don't worry. When you come looking for delivery, it'll be here. <laughs> Woo! You see it? Look why. Now get this. When you get that scripture, you write it down. Come on, we got a couple more minutes. You write that one? That's the confidence we have. The confidence we have. You're going to prosper. You're going to make more money than you ever did this year. You are. I'm serious. Some of you are. You listen to me? You are. You know why? You're going to put faith in your finances. And your business is going to explode. You're going to do it. Some of you are going to start saying, how in the world is God? Because you got faith to prosper. You're going to get a promotion. Why in the world are you saying that? Because it's true. Check this out. You ready for this? Go to 1 John 3.21. I like this scripture. This is talking about how you're led by the Spirit of God, really. But I want to show you something, because God tells, you know, God does stuff sometimes with the Word of God. He kind of tells different um, things about Him and, and reveals stuff in, in a way that sometimes maybe you think scripturally it's taking you one way, but it takes you another way. Um, I'll explain it. Um, look at this, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 321, you got that? Watch this. Um, can you go to, um, can you go to 18? Reads a little better, thank you. Yeah, 1 John 3, 18. There you go. My little children, can you look up there and look at that, guys? My little children, let us, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and truth. You better look at that. He said, what? You can say you love, but you better show you love. Because you can't just say it. You got to be about it. See it? You can't just say, oh, I love. I love." No, you got to be a person of love. You got to let love lead. You got to. You got to trust the Lord. Okay? And look at this next. Look at this. Keep going. 19. And here why, hereby what? And hereby we know that we are of the truth. And shall assure our hearts before him. Okay? We're sure in our hearts. Now watch in the 2021, you're going to see something. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. Okay, now pay attention now. Don't just get in left field with this. You understand this? If our heart condemn you. So here's what I'm saying. If your heart checks you, God is greater. And know with all things. So he's saying in your spirit. This is how you let it a spirit. Watch 21. For if your heart condemneth you not, 
Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence towards God. This is spirit-led life. This is like Romans. Romans, Romans says this, right? Romans says, Romans says, for uh, you got for a man to be led by the Spirit of God. You understand what I mean by that? You got to be led by the Spirit. Y'all know that stuff. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I mean? You got to be led by the Spirit of God. Because you can't just be led by flesh. People are being led by flesh. For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. You understand what I mean? For the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. Romans 8, 14 and 16. Y'all know that one? You want to see them? You probably need to see them. Go to Romans 8, 14 and 8, 8 16, please. Just write, did you see this? I'm going to explain to you because I don't want to lose you here. For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit. I gotta be, everybody say, I got to be led by the Spirit. Because I'm not led by the Spirit, I'm going to be led by my flesh. Look at Romans 8, 16. For the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. Now it says him, it says itself, which is stupid, because he ain't it, he's a person, should say him, but whatever, I ain't going to get on translating a little stupid thing, but you know, call it. How'd you like to be called it? Here comes it. You know what I mean? I ain't going to get the Holy Spirit, man. I used to abbreviate the Holy Spirit, and I got checked one time. You know? I really did. It was weird. It's right, HS. God's like, spell my name right. I said, okay. I'm serious. I really did. I said, okay, I won't abbreviate no more. I don't know. That was me. Don't think that your own conviction, but I'm like, I don't know. I think God's real sensitive. He's sensitive about his name. You get around like people. I put the Bible on the ground one time in India, man, and these dudes freaked out. They thought, like, yeah, they got all weird. They're like, please don't put that on the ground. Don't put that on the ground. Don't put that on the ground. I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, whoa, bro, chill. But it was cool. I, I respected it because I knew. I was like, well, all right, cool. You know what I mean? We're a little bit flippant with it, but, you know, you can't play with that stuff. You know, in foreign places, man, they, Bibles, man, they don't even bring them out. You know, so we got to be, you know, just be, be reverent. You know, you are. But don't worry, you ain't got to be like, oh, don't get religious. But you understand what I'm saying? For as many, itself should have been himself. He's not talking about, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit itself should be himself, bears witness with our spirit. You understand that? So the Spirit internally becomes spirit. Because this is all Romans 8.1. Go, go there. There, there is now no condemnation them that are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life and Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. Romans 8, 1. She'll pop it up there. There is therefore now, because you got to see this. Yeah, there is therefore now no condemnation them them which are in Christ Jesus who what? Who walk after the flesh but after the, now watch this, who walk not after the flesh but after the, so I'm trying to be a spirit-led person, right? Right? Look at verse 2. There's no condemnation. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. Watch three. For what the law could not do that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. So you ain't got to produce no fruit in the flesh. You got to get over in the spirit. Watch verse four, and then I'll leave you alone, and I'll go back. That the righteousness of the law might be filled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So we should try to be spirit-led. Because that's Galatians chapter five. Go Galatians 5.23. See it? So I'm not, I'm not walking after the flesh. I'm trying to walk after the spirit. But these are the acts, right? Go to like 5.22 really. And then, yeah, 22 is going to be better because it's going to start in the beginning and the end. Just go up one more if you could. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, but long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Keep going. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Temperance is self-control. So can you control yourself? If you cannot control yourself, you're carnal. 
So I'll just repent. I repent. <laughs> Y'all missed a good place to repent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? It's, it's, it's like, yeah, carnal, man, right? Just keep going, 24, watch this. And they that are of Christ have crucified the flesh and the flexions and lusts. Carnal. Otherwise, right? So we don't understand walking in the spirit means what? A crucified life, right? Trying to get there. But now let's just pull this in, okay? Because I'm not taking you deep. Trying to be spirit-led. So here's what it said. If my heart condemns me not, I'm good. Condemn means if it checks me. But if my heart condemns me not, I have confidence towards God. But if my heart checks me or condemns me, God is greater than. So here's what he's saying. If you got that little uh on the inside, adjust it. That's God checking you. But if your heart condemneth you not, can you go back to that? That first John 3, 21, they got to see it. 20 and 21 was I at? Okay, do you got to see it? Because I'm losing some of you with this. And that's okay. Don't Please understand me. I want you to read it. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. Does that make sense? And knows all things. Now, I don't, I don't even want to go to Amplify because you have to spiritually understand what I'm saying right here. This might not read good anywhere, just to be honest. You have to rightly understand what I'm saying. So trust me right here. Here's what he's saying. If your heart, your spirit condemns you, which means checks you, you better fix it because God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Does that make sense? That's how you live a spirit-led life. You got to check. Man, something ain't right. You ever get around somebody, just look at them and say, something ain't right with that, man. I got this uh on the inside. You ever go to pick up a phone, uh, something's all right. Uh, you ever fight with your spouse or something, and you're like, you better fix it, bro. You got a big mouth, you should have shut up. Uh, come on, tell the truth. You got that inside. Brother Hagin said it's like taking a shower with your socks on. Something just don't feel right. You ever do that? Remember when you were a kid? You get wet outside, you come in, with those floppy socks, pops, pop, pop. You're like, man, something ain't right about this. I went, Ruben, you know where I remember that? You're going to laugh, Ruben. You're going to laugh. I was at your house with, 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 with me, and, me, and, me, and, me and Junior over there when I got those clothes all wet and I had to go, I had to change at his house. I had floppy socks. I started thinking about the Spirit of God. Me and you got a memory for a lifetime, Ruben. We went fishing, me and Henry, and we were fishing, and I was like, I got wet. I went way in, two in. Bro, don't worry about it. Me and Henry went swimming. We decided to go swimming instead of fishing. Don't worry about it. That's a long story. We'll leave it at that. So I went to the house. I was drenched. The clothes were all wet. I was in there. I was changing in this house. I had floppy socks. I thought of Kenneth Hagin hanging out in your bathroom. Yeah, praise God. Amen. And I said, man, this is what he was talking about. Squish, squish. He said, this is what he was talking about. Something just don't feel right when you go taking a shower with your socks on. You got the film? Well, praise God. All right, don't show that on the internet. I'll get in trouble. Amen. Right? For our heart condemns us. God is great. Do you understand that? God is greater than our heart. Do you see that? Now watch this, 21. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, by God, we have confidence toward God. Did you get that? Now get this here. So that means confidence is of the heart. It's of the spirit. You can get a weak spirit and not be confident. Guys, look at me. You can play. When your spirit got weak, you stopped being confident. You didn't stay built up. And when you don't stay built up, you don't get as confident as you were. See it? 
So that's why when I press into the things of God, I keep my confidence up. That's why it's harder to receive because look what he says here. You okay with this? And I got more about this and I'll give you more, right? Confidence comes. Confidence comes. But watch this. It's, it, it, you got to get this. Go to Hebrews and I'll leave you with this one. Hebrews 10.35. You got, you got some scripture tonight. Okay, you all right? You ready to go? Hebrews 10.35 and we're going to read. Hebrews 10.35. Don't put away your confidence. Now watch this. Hebrews 10.35 Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, your trust, your reliance, right, which has great recompense and reward. That means it's payback. Amen? Recompense means you pay it back. You pay recompense. Now watch this. Wait. Cast not away. Now listen to this. When you look at confidence in the New Testament, you know what it's got to do with? Your confession. Write that down. It's got to do with your confession. And I'm going to leave you this. Here's the word, right? The act of speaking. That's what it means in the New Testament. The act of speaking, freedom or frankness in speaking, frankness, freedom in speaking, all that one thinks, pleasing God, right? One of the words means this. This is so good, okay? This ties back in to the Hebrews one, and it ties really into the first John one. Ready for this? Parisa. Right? Right? Greek. You ready for this? It's possible as a result of guilt having been removed by the blood of Jesus. I'm bold in my confession with no guilt in my confession. My guilt's been removed because of the blood of Jesus. I'm bold because I have a revelation of what this blood did for me. Are you pulling that in? So my confession is strong. Does that make sense? Because we got to understand something. My confession, he said, don't cast away your con confession. But guess what? We people don't speak. Remember Romans chapter 4? Remember that? Abraham now being dead, nor considering deadness in Sarah's womb. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Look at Romans 4. Just go to Romans 4. What is that? 17? Call those things that be not as though they were. Right? Go there. You got to see this with your eyes sometimes. Your eyes and your ears let faith come in. That's why I make you look at the scripture. That's why I, I like going where the screens are. Because if you ain't got no Bible in your lap, how are you going to see this stuff? I ain't never taking these screens down. I'll tell you that. I'm going to get more. I should get a wall of screens. Amen. As it is written, as made thee the father of many nations. Keep going. Before whom even believed in God, a quickened the dead, call those things that be not as they are. I showed you this before, but keep going. You got to see this. Abraham, this is how Abraham, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall I see be. Keep going. And being not weak in faith. Weak faith considers. Oh, how's this going to happen? He was not weak in faith, considering. Weak, everybody say weak faith considers the circumstances. Did you get it? So if you start going like this, uh, I don't know how. You ain't. You gotta be careful. You out in faith. Don't worry about how. You ain't gotta worry about how. Just go with the God said. Consider not the deadness of His womb, right? All that stuff. Did the deadness of Sarah's womb go? Stagger not at the promise of God. See that? So weak faith staggers. Weak faith. Starts letting unbelief in. But he was strong in faith. Strong faith gives glory to God. Strong faith has a confession in its mouth. See it? 
So here's the thing. You want to know what your faith is? Follow your mouth. Because your mouth, oh, whosoever shall stand in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast to sea, shall not doubt, but shall say, whichever says shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever says. Your faith ain't moving your mouth, it ain't moving no mountain. See it? So how to do here's the thing. Why is my faith not talking out of my mouth? Because my spirit's weak. Look, let me tell you something right here now. Your human spirit, we got we are on something here. I couldn't figure it out. You know what? If I I waited a long time to get that. I said, man, this thing growing. He said, it grows in your human spirit, kid. I said, what you mean faith grows in your human spirit? He said, faith don't grow with me, and faith don't really grow in you. It expands your human spirit for your capacity to receive. Because faith is not a container. Faith is an obtainer. So your human spirit, your human spirit gets strong. And when you're strong, you can hear. It doesn't grow. Like, whoo, I'm a giant faith. I'm with your little baby faith, and now I'm a giant faith. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. I ain't doing that. Your faith grows in its capacity to receive what it hears. Your spirit. Did you get that? Do you understand what I just said? Let me do it again. Y'all got to pay attention in here. I know you're doing good. Y'all, you're getting it. Just tell me, though. Always talk back to me. Say, I don't know what you said. Watch, okay? So watch this. Check this out. Do container. Okay, everybody do this. Everybody look. Can everybody see me? Can you see me? Can you stay an extra minute so I can show you this? I don't want to wear the kids out, but can you stay with me for a minute? You with me? Okay. Faith, do this. Okay? You see what I'm saying? Faith is not a container. So now, oh, my faith. My faith's doing like, nah, man. That ain't what it does. You got like a little, little baby faith, and then you grow, and then you like admit, you got like, a, you know, you like, you like, the, you know, little kid fade, and then you get a little bigger, and then you're like, ooh, look at Johnny's getting bigger fade, and now, no, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You understand what I'm saying? Your human spirit, when I say grows, I see the, I don't I can't stand the word grow. I'm going to not even say grow. Your capacity to receive in your human spirit when you're strong allows you to hear what heaven's saying that's bigger than what you could have received a month ago because you were too stinking weak to hear it and God ain't going to speak nothing to you. You ain't ready to manifest because if it ain't now, it ain't faith. So he can't talk to you about big stuff till you can receive it because he ain't going to waste it. You seeing it? So I get strong. When I get strong, he starts talking bigger. I get strong. Now that I grow, I get strong. And he says, Son, I say, yes, sir. I want to go do the 30 million. Yes, sir. 30 million bucks. That's pocket change. Let's roll. Hey. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I'm going to use you. You yeah, you too busy worrying about why you screwed up. No, no, no. Yes, sir. My faith is strong to receive. Tell me what you need me to do. Tell me what you need me to become. But we weak. And when you're weak, God's like, oh, you're going to do great things. Like, God, I can't even get up off the couch, bro. Not the capacity of a con of a condensed, like, oh, it's a container. If I grow the container, God can fill more in. No. No. It's an obtainer. And when my spirit's strong, I run to the battle. Speak. And I grab it and say, I can do it. But when my spirit's weak, what do I do? I can't maintain. I can't even sustain. So that's why, remember what I told you? Praying in the spirit, reading the word, going to church, building your spirit, getting on the prayer teams, all that stuff. Make yourself do it. 
let me tell you about the kingdom. The problem with church is this. Somebody sold you on a bill of goods, you're supposed to like it. You train like a soldier. You just do it because you do it. The feelings will catch up. I did it on I did it for like a decade out of discipline. I didn't have no feeling. Did you have a feeling? I have a feeling in the world. Now, now, now thank God, I thank God. But you go in there and you say, I'm gonna get this thing. Build a strong spirit. When you build a strong spirit, you're able to hear what heaven's saying to you for your stuff. God speak one thing to you. I don't know what God's speaking to you. Come on, stand up on your feet, you did great. But see, hey, I'm going to ask you a question. When does your trust in God seem to be better? When you're weak or when you're strong? But when, when do you believe you could do more for God, weak or strong? So is it, really about, is it really about God or is it really about you? It's about you. What did he say, Joshua? Moses is dead. Be strong and be courageous. Go take those people in that promised land, kid. He couldn't do it. Can you do it? He said, be strong and be very courageous. Be strong and be courageous. Be strong and be courageous. Come on, God's saying that to you. Be strong and be courageous, man. You're getting ready to go in your promised land. Woo! Come on, you understand what I mean by that? You better get this thing, man. God's got stuff for you you have no idea. It's laid up waiting for you, amen? Everybody say, wait, it's waiting for me. It is. Lift your hands to heaven. We're going to pray for everybody watching. I got confidence in you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for everybody in this house. I thank you, Lord, that they got confidence. I thank you, Lord, for the people right now watching on the webcast. They got confidence. We got confidence. We're walking in confidence. We're walking in victory. We're walking in power. We're walking in anointing. We thank you, Lord, that today I received a confidence dose, and I'm going to a whole new level. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Don't forget, Sunday morning, 9 and 1030, all right? Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.